Welcome to the Arthroscopy Journal podcast. I'm Dr. Chris Tucker from the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center, and I'm the podcast founding editor. Today on the podcast, we're discussing the use of infographics and visual abstracts to disseminate biomedical information, as well as their relationship to social media and its influence on overall exposure and impact. I'm excited to be joined for this discussion by a good friend and a colleague of mine, Dr. Andrew Geeslin, an assistant professor in orthopedic surgery at the University of Vermont, and perhaps more pertinent to our discussion today, the infographics editor for the Arthroscopy Journal. Dr. Geeslin was an author on the infographic titled, Biomedical Infographics and Visual Abstracts Are Impactful and Trend on Social Media, which was just recently published in the July 2023 issue of the Arthroscopy Journal. His co-authors include Jefferson Brand, James Lubowitz, Michael Rossi, and Naraj Kalor. Andy, congrats on your publication, as well as all your hard work that you're doing for the journal, and welcome to our podcast. Yeah, so thanks, Chris. It's great to be here. It's always great to join you, and I love hearing your podcasts, and I have a lot of patients that will listen to them and, and residents that I instruct that are listening to them, and I certainly want to recognize my co-authors, Dr. Brand and Dr. Rossi, their associate editors at Arthroscopy, and the editor-in-chief, Dr. Lubowitz, as well as uh, Dr. Naraj Kalor, who's the visual abstracts editor. Great. Well, Andy, I think you're the perfect person to have to discuss this topic because um, you are the infographics editor and you've uh, had a lot of experience and exposure to this. And I think, you know, the influence of social media and alternative means of spreading information is undeniable, especially within our field of orthopedic sports medicine. For pretty much any practicing surgeon, the need to keep current with this ever-expanding volume of literature and information and medical advances in our field is really our duty uh, to fulfill for the benefit of our patients. And fortunately, the internet's now bringing with it digital access to online journal content, CME courses, and now more recently, not only improved access to the literature, but also an improved efficiency of digesting the literature with these alternative manners of presentation, which include visual abstracts and infographics, which we're gonna talk about today, and also improved modes of delivery, like things such as social media vehicles, Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and Facebook. And as the infographics editor for the Arthroscopy family of journals, you have this unique insight and perspective on this evolving trend for this online education and information. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on everything so can you just start us off by explaining what exactly is the definition of an infographic and a visual abstract, and how are they similar, and how are they different? Great. Uh, well, so an infographic is a mashup of information graphic, and we describe it as a graphical presentation of topical information. So this is focused on one particular topic, and if you know it in the infographic on the infographics and visual abstracts, the focus was superior capsule reconstruction. So the infographic that was outlined was uh, published by Dr. Verma and his team, Dr. Cohn and Dr. Badera. Uh, and that was looking at superior capsule reconstruction biomechanics. And so we take a focused area that's of great importance to the literature and to our patients and to our surgeon audiences and everyone that reviews our infographics and try to provide high level information and these are all associated with an abstract. So there's an abstract with references that's PubMed indexed. Patients and um, anyone in the public and surgeons, all, all the audience can look at in order to get some additional information on this particular topic. Uh, in contrast, a visual abstract is uh, similarly on this particular topic, but it's tied to a specific article. And the specific article 
images are utilized and the key points are pulled from those articles and it's done in a, a different fashion uh, but still is is a condensed version trying to highlight key points and help the communication with the readership. So they're similar but different. Sounds like the visual abstracts are really focused on a single article and just presenting it in a more efficient way. And then the infographic similarly presents this stuff visually, but a more broader scope on still a fairly focused topic, but may include info from multiple articles and sources and personal experience. Is that about right? Yeah, I think that's a great summary. And I want to recognize the work we're doing with our illustrator colleagues. I work with a group of artists that are responsible for producing these really nice images. So I get a submission, I'll either reach out to an author or an expert in the field, or we'll get a submission from someone who has an interest in producing an infographic on a particular topic. And then we've developed a template that uh, the authors or the potential authors will uh, utilize in order to try to develop their idea. And then I'll do a fair amount of behind the scenes work to get that to the point of sending it to the um, illustrators or to the artists. And then we exchange several drafts and I work with other people in the editorial team at the Arthroscopy Journal. And, and I certainly want to give Dr. Lubitz a lot of credit because he is uh, instrumental in the production of these because he takes a very personal role in evaluating that and making sure the graphics are outstanding. And I think we, we really need to give credit to the artists for producing these uh, because they do a really nice job. I think they're just, you can look at this infographic on, on infographics and the superior capsule reconstruction infographic was um, the, the, the quality of the illustrations I think is outstanding. So um, that's, that's a, a quite a bit of effort uh, goes into developing that. You know, I just gave a patient an infographic on lateral tenodesis because I was booking them for an ACL reconstruction of lateral tenodesis. And, you know, when you meet with a patient, you have all kinds of information in the clinical encounter. They're not going to remember everything, but I hear all the time from other surgeons that they use these infographics for patient education. What a better reference on superior capsule reconstruction than an infographic on that topic. So um, we put a lot of effort into producing this high-level data and uh, and illustration. What a great example of how far-reaching the impact of these can be. Because you know, my original conversation with you today was going to be focused on you know how we as educators and surgeons use these. But I mean, even our trainees, residents, med students, physical therapists, and even the public can utilize them. And you can use it for patient education, which is you know. Absolutely wonderful. And I do commend you and the team um, at the Arthroscopy Journal for really taking the lead and really showing us how um, high quality these can be and how impactful they can be. So along that same line, um, I wanted to ask you, since, since these visual abstracts and these infographics both are presenting the medical information in a new manner, which is more engaging, I think, than traditional written abstracts, what do you see as some of the other potential advantages of using this format over the traditional standard written article abstract? Well, as you mentioned in your introduction to the topic, the pace of expansion of literature is just um, really difficult to digest. And uh, if we're a member of a few different subspecialty societies and maybe the Orthopedic Academy, and you have a journal associated with each of those. And most of these societies have multiple journals now under the same flagship. And there's other journals that aren't tied to a particular society. So to try to try to 
get all that information and distill it and incorporate it in your practice is very difficult. And if you have ways that you can be more efficient with interpreting the information and determining if you want to look into it with further detail, I think that's, it can be beneficial. And so I think it has a benefit for surgeons when they're reviewing it, but there's a lot of physical therapists that look at this. Uh, the lay public will look at it and non-operative orthopedists will evaluate it. So I think it, it engages multiple different audiences. I totally agree with you, Andy. Uh, in addition to helping us digest the information that's ever expanding and making it quicker for surgeons, trainees, and allied health professionals to get to the root of the matter. Are you seeing any other advantages of these formats? Yeah, it's a great question. I don't have the internal data on retention, but I would suggest that uh, if people are more engaged with the journal, that helps with retention. Uh, citations we can look at, and there have been some studies that look at citation rate and uh, something we'll talk about in a bit here, but the altmetric scores and other uh, influence scores. Um, I don't have data to, to document improved or expanded readership, but that's a potential benefit. If you're uh, producing something that can be printed on a one-page uh, piece of paper and handed out to patients or other clinicians or emailed to patients and other clinicians, I think that can improve readership if clinicians are engaging with the journal in a way that they wouldn't otherwise have. Um, and with the use of these efficient forms of communication, through social media, I think we can certainly engage more clinicians, but also more patients, because as we know, patients are accessing social media for everything from rehabilitation or better understanding what ACL recovery is like. So if we're able to get this information to them through more modern sources than just posting it on the internet on a, on a journal website, I think it helps to engage that audience. And, you know, we I mentioned briefly this concept of altmetrics, and that's something I had to learn about when I took this role with the arthroscopy journal on altmetrics. So the, the definition of an altmetric is a metric and qualitative data that are complementary to tradition citation-based metrics. And an altmetric looks at three main factors, the volume or the number of mentions, the source, which is a newspaper, a blog, or a tweet, and then the author or the source of the mention, whether it's a physician or a journal. And they've got an algorithm, and I don't understand everything that goes into the algorithm, but the algorithm takes all this data and compiles it and produces an altmetric attention score. And that's an open source um, score that you can use uh, through the altmetric website and use it for any particular um, internet source or journal source like we do for Arthroscopy Journal. But there's other, other scores, PlumX, the Arthroscopy Journal utilizes, and there's other attention or social media impact scores that can be utilized. But we definitely see increased altmetrics. And there was um, a study by Coons et al. that looked at the increased social media attention citation rates with infographics. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful summary of, you know, uh, what we can potentially gain from using these and all the potential unknowns still on these advantages, but certainly make intuitive sense. Um, in principle, these visual presentations are clearly seem to be more easily digestible than a traditional written abstract. Um, aside from that Kuntz article that you just referenced regarding the social media attention and its correlation to citation rates, are you aware of any other research into the effectiveness of these newer formats and how they're comparing to traditional print journals? 
the Coons article is the one that I'm most familiar with. Um, there have been other articles within Arthroscopy Journal looking at other sources that are more, or I should say less traditional, such as the Technique uh, Journal. And the Technique articles were found to be uh, more effective at increasing social media attention compared with original research articles. So I think that just underscores that there is an appetite for alternate forms of media and and the audiovisual component of a technique article, uh, highly visual content produced in an infographic and visual abstract engages the audience in a different fashion. And I think it does help with retention. That's been shown if you're just reading text versus if you're looking at images, you're going to have better retention of the data if it's produced in the in a combined format. Yeah, prepping for this interview today, I, I looked up one of your references in your uh, infographic article, and it was in Annals of Surgery study, so not directly related to uh, orthopedic surgery, but certainly correlates to what we're talking about. And it was this study of um, tweeting, and it was looking at visual abstracts when tweeted versus a tweet that only had the title of an article in it. And when a visual abstract was included, it had a seven-fold higher impression rate, eight-fold higher retweeting, and uh, almost three times as many article visits to that publisher's website. So I think there, I think it's food for the consumer when there's something attached as simple as a visual abstract. Not to call them simple, but you know something that can more easily be visualized. Um, versus just the title, same content, different way of presenting it. And it just seemed to have a massive increase in, you know, consumership of that article. So I think that's commendable. I mean, that's what you're doing for the journal. You're producing these things that are hopefully helping our entire profession just digest information more quickly. Um, Along those lines, you had talked about altmetric attention score before, and I just wanted to kind of talk about that briefly a little more, um, you know, to somebody who's maybe not as invested in this educational component, they may be, they may come away with the impression that we're just seeking likes. And what's the real point in doing this? You know, you tweet something out and congrats to you for getting more citations or, you know, a more volume of mentions. So what would you answer that person and say, why does an altmetric score actually matter? Um, how does improving our altmetrics actually correlate to something real world as it relates to, you know, say education or something like that? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I would back it up and say, you know, what is the goal of Anna? And Anna's goal is education. And, and, and what's the goal of arthroscopy? Well, that's to, help us treat our patients better through research and education and and incorporation outcomes. So if we can direct attention to the journal and uh, get the the clinician specifically to more information in a more efficient fashion, I think it's ultimately serving the goal of Anna and and the journal. Uh, I think a serious clinician will read a technique article or watch the video, or they'll read a visual abstract or an infographic. And they're not just going to incorporate the technique just based on looking at the abstract of the um, of the infographic or the images or the visual abstract. They're going to dig a little bit deeper. And these things are tied to references. They're tied, in the case of visual abstracts, they're tied to a full article. 
And in the case of the infographics, they're tied to an abstract with references. So, you know, a really serious clinician that's thinking about incorporating a technique or changing their practice is going to dig deeper. But this helps to keep people updated on, on new information and um, reestablish existing knowledge in a way that is, we believe, more efficient and engages the readership. But I, I don't think it will ever replace the important role of a full journal article, but I think it will help direct attention to journal articles that, that they feel could help their practice. Yeah, I think that's a wonderful uh, kind of answer and summary of what their utility is. Like you said, it's not going to replace, it's going to really just highlight and summarize and hopefully drive more attention to a topic that may not have had, you know, that same level of interest uh, before that that visual publication. Um, so how do the various social media outlets factor into this equation? How can the use of Twitter and Instagram and Facebook or any other platform help to amplify the success and reach of these infographics and visual abstracts? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm in my late 30s and uh, I feel like a bit of a novice when it comes to social media. I think people uh, generation younger than me have a bit more of expertise in that. Fortunately, we've got a great team at the Orthroscopy Journal that manages social media. But I would just second my or uh, add to my previous statement that I think if you're able to get the information out to more of your readership through social media, you're going to be able to get the important content of the journal out to them better. And I personally use Twitter. I'll look at it every morning and I don't really follow particular influencers, but I I follow some different surgeons and different medical journals, and it's a way for me to stay updated as opposed to going to my office and picking up a hard copy of a journal and flipping through it. If the journal is posting on social media, I find it to be a much more efficient way for me to look through it. And uh, so I, I can say that I personally use it, but on the concept of getting more likes or thumbs up, I don't think that's our real goal. Our goal is to get the information out to more people and and the altmetric attention scores are a reflection of getting it out to more people and the influence it may be having. But our ultimate goal isn't a good attention score. It's directing people to the journal in order to have them have a better understanding of this uh, important content. Sure. As the infographics editor, what are you seeing as the key components that go into a really good infographic? Is there some sort of recipe for success that potential future authors should be trying to follow? Or what's your advice for somebody who's listening to us and thinking, I want to get involved and write one of these? Well, that's a great question. I think this is a good opportunity to try to help uh, explain that. So the an infographic, since I've been in the role as editor for almost three years and, and uh the founding editor was Dr. Jorge Chala, a good friend of mine. He got it up and running and worked with the journal for two years in that capacity. And so I've been there almost three years and we solicit these from experts and we get a lot of unsolicited submissions uh, from experts that are trying to get some information out. And they, they've reached out because they think that the infographics are an impactful way of um, reaching out to patients and other clinicians. So. Uh, we get. I would argue. I would suggest that we've had more unsolicited submissions than solicited. Um, but I think the most important thing for whether it's a solicited or unsolicited is working through the template and looking at the established infographics. 
because uh, these are things that have had multiple hours dedicated to the conception and, and the ultimate production. And they're a good reference for the type of content we're seeking. And you know, the illustrators are outstanding at what they do, but they're not physicians and they're not the content experts that the authors are. So we lean very heavily on the authors for uh, submitting a, a comprehensive proposal that has great graphics and um, topic content that's distilled into as efficient of a fashion as possible, but still provides sufficient depth. And that's a really difficult balance to get the right depth, but the right brevity. That's that's challenging. Uh, and and then we also work very closely with the editorial team at Arthroscopy to make it as good as possible. Uh, so it it is a very involved process. And I think if the authors take an engaged role early on to produce the uh, most comprehensive uh, proposal, uh, we're all in a better position. So um, you know, if there is a topic that an author is interested, they can certainly email us through the journal contact us page and and reach out with their proposal and we could send them the, uh, the outline for how to submit a proposal. Uh, but I'd also say that it's easy to, to get a backlog of excellent proposals and we wanna make sure our content is up to date. And so we wouldn't wanna be accepting something for two years from now. And we wanna really be producing the most relevant and updated information. So it may be that based on a backlog or based on highly competitive infographic submissions that we're not able to accept it or move forward with production. It doesn't mean it's not great work. It just means that it's, there's a lot of competition for producing these. Um, but I think the most competitive ones are those that are timely information with a very comprehensive initial proposal. That's a great plug. Out of curiosity, do you have any data on the performance of the infographics for the arthroscopy journal you could share with us? You know, how many have been made so far, which ones are performing successfully, that sort of thing? Yeah, so there's one a month that's produced, and we're at nearly five years since the start of the infographics. So we're approaching nearly 60 infographics. Um, we haven't really found particular trends on the things that are most interesting or the most uh highest referenced or highest liked you know there's some that i was surprised that i would have guessed would have had a lot more interest and didn't and some that had a lot more interest than i would have guessed so i haven't been able to really manually determine a, a trend or uh, number of likes based on hip versus knee versus shoulder or elbow um, but i would say that you know, social media tends to show interest in topics that are timely and have other buzz. And uh, so the balloon spacer, for example, is a topic that'll generate a lot of interest or capsular management and hip arthroscopy or antilateral complex in the setting of ACL reconstruction. That's gonna generate a lot of interest because there's a lot of orthopedic surgeons that are interested in those topics at this time. So I think we don't wanna just chase interesting, timely topics with these. We want to really produce good information on all topics. But uh, my prediction is that when we look back over 10 years, we'll be able to determine that there are certain topics that were associated with greater interest. And it's probably based on the timeliness of that topic and the general attention to it in the arthroscopy journal and other journals at the same time.
Well, you've given us some great insight into the value of infographics and visual abstracts, as well as the use of social media to amplify these tools. Do you have any other closing remarks for us before we wrap up? No, I think I'd like to recognize the Arthroscopy Journal and the partnership with the publishers for taking on this uh, this task. These are new concepts, and it takes a lot of effort to produce it, and it takes a lot of trust in the editors and the authors that are doing this. So I'd want to recognize them for their interest in kind of pushing the envelope and trying to engage our readership in this fashion. Well, Andy, I want to congratulate you again on all your work for the journal and thank you for sharing your time and your thoughts with us today. Great. Thank you for having me. Dr. Geeslin's infographic titled Biomedical Infographics and Visual Abstracts Are Impactful and Trend on Social Media is currently available in the July 2023 issue of the Arthroscopy Journal, which is available online at www.arthroscopyjournal.org. This concludes this edition of the Arthroscopy Journal podcast. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of the Arthroscopy Association or the Arthroscopy Journal. Thank you for listening. Please join us again next time.